Broadcasting live from the tap room at the Indiana State Fair. Thank you to everybody that has come out today. I realize not everybody's here for the Hammer and Nigel show. This is a tap room. There are several people with their backs turned <laughs> away from us because they are in line getting beverages over there. That's an awesome lineup of beverages. It is. Oh, it's have, fantastic. Um, we got some of our friends here today. We had Rob Kendall on earlier. We'll get Rob back on because we had yep. some technical difficulties. Had some technical issues with Rob, but wife associate has joined him. Yes. Uh, the sweet young child is with them. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ethan Hatcher is here. We'll get Ethan on here just a little bit. And his Ethan. big stupid hat, as I've made fun <laughs> of him with. And uh, the Tonus, Tony Kennett from the Daily Signal with us as well. Now, you told me earlier... You were really excited because you got a cease and desist letter today. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, nice. Parent group in New Jersey, Democrat group. Uh, they're very mad that I reported that they sent, like, hate mail to the school board, and they're mad that I posted that hate mail online. They're, did they send hate mail? They did. They okay. did send that, and they, they said, you need to take that down immediately. And so I, I, sent, uh, I sent them a picture of my middle finger, and I said, sue this. <laughs> Tell us, first of all, before we go on, what is the Daily Signal, and, and what kind of things do you guys cover over there? So unlike a lot of outlets, which pretend to be nonpartisan, unbiased, there's no such thing as unbiased journalism. Guess what? You're a person, you have opinions. The Daily Signal is a conservative news outlet. Not trying to hide it. I'm a conservative. Shocker. <laughs> and so therefore, uh, the Heritage Foundation, a lot of people at the Daily Signal, we go around and tell a lot of conservative and libertarian stories. And uh, we report on things around the country. And they let me investigate and stick my nose just wherever it goes. And your background, though, is in education, right? That's right. Uh, I just saw one of, my, uh, one of the teachers that I used to work with at IPS, and uh, the, the scowl was very pleasant. <laughs> Are they one of the carnies out here now? No, <laughs> no, they were one of the people standing too close to children. I always, I always <laughs> love the story about how you were uh, disciplined in the IPS school system for appearing on Tucker Carlson. That's true. Caused uh, the staff psychological damage. <laughs> Mentioned zero names, mass psychological damage. So... Let's get into real stuff here. You just tried your first deep-fried Oreo. Oh, dude, it changed my life. It's not right? like I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like you would taste the hard cookie of the Oreo. No, it's all melted in oh, there. Oh, dude, I didn't know you could melt a, like a, an Oreo dry cookie. It was phenomenal. You can melt anything if you have enough grease involved. <laughs> That's Tony. inspirational this is a, This is the Beach Grover in me coming out right here. Some Tennessee roots coming out. You can deep fry pretty much anything if you want. This is a man who was chewing shoelaces over the break. I believe him. <laughs> So a uh, couple things that um, are happening locally here. We've got this mayor's race that we've oh. been talking just a little bit about. Yeah, it's a real nail biter, that one. And it seems like Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate, mm. just does not have a very good knack for timing. <laughs> Because he's bragging on social media, and we shared this earlier on our social media. I loved this tweet so much. That he's speaking to the movers and shakers of AES. Oh, yeah, the power oh. company that left everyone without power for several days and then completely screwed up PR. Not one, not two, but six times. Just and a master, that man. A couple different local watchdog groups are calling for the state to investigate AES. That story came out this week. So what does Jefferson Shreve do? Brag that he's speaking to AES. Like, you could not, not have a worse timed tweet to be bragging about hanging out with AES. I mean, I'm just waiting for Jefferson Shreve to, like, go actually do a fundraising event outside, like, a DUI jail cell. 
and just like hang out with a bunch of dudes recently arrested. That's his track record for public display at this point. So where are you at with the mayor's race of Indianapolis? I've made it perfectly clear. I'm not voting for either one of these guys. I will write in Abdul. I will write in somebody else. One guy is the worst mayor the city's ever seen. The other guy blames me for things like that, clearly doesn't want my vote. So why should I give it to him? I'm going to write in Abdul. So I'm in a very beautiful spot when it comes to the Indianapolis mayor's race. And that place is called Greenfield. It's called not being in Indianapolis. <laughs> oh, that's right. You taught I it, IPS, it. but you don't live. I got out after the Floyd riots, after some little punk stood in front of my house with a brick. We were like, I don't need to be living in Indianapolis. I'm good. And uh, love not having to worry about which of the uh, two worst options are my mayor. But I am encouraging people to write in Abdul because, uh, you know, He's infinitely better than the garbage currently running on either party. There's a chance Abdul could set the record for most write-in votes for a candidate this year. And I guarantee you that after that happens, I will be writing an article immediately to cover it. <laughs> is it over? I said it was. I believe it is. This race is over, right? Okay. Uh, just a quick question for those out in the crowd here. Are there any of you out there who thinks that Jefferson Shreve still has a shot to win mayor of Indianapolis? People actually put their hands through the floor. <laughs> one guy flipped you off. Like, yeah, that was really rude. Just telling you daily signals number one right there. That's, That's right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's my straw poll right there. <laughs> it just makes me cringe, though, every time we talk about this and every time, you know, Hammer's a long time, lifelong Marion County resident. It, 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 there's part of me that I, I totally understand where you're coming from and, and what you're saying, but it makes me cringe because it's like Hogsett's doing a fist pump every time he hears somebody say that or somebody or something similar along to those lines. I'm writing it, Abdul, because that technically is a win for Hogsett, and it just 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 that well, makes me just oh, it's so cringy. So I, I put it this way: so clearly, what's moving Shreve is Hogsett's ads. Hogsett puts out an attack, and Shreve responds. So he is living rent-free inside Shreve's head, which is pathetic. I love seeing people that hate me tweet about me on Twitter, saving pictures of me on their phones because I know I've got them. They're mine. I, they're living. I'm living rent-free, and that's Hogsett. Hogsett is doing more to Jefferson Shreve than literally any other candidate in Indiana politics right now. It's really sad. Is this a Shreve problem, or is this an Indiana slash Marion County GOP problem? So it's both. So it's, it's both because, hey, guess what? If you're a GOP county, you need to have the stones to come out and say, hey, this candidate made a mistake. We revoke our endorsement. I, if, if I was the, let's say I'm the Marion County GOP, and he comes out and, you know, literally turns his back on everything that he's supposed to stand for, uh, I would say, you know what, you guys should write in a different candidate. I, we're not going to endorse this guy anymore. Yeah, he, has, he won the primary. He's the Republican nominee, but he is no longer worthy of our vote. That's what I would do. Let's uh, take it to the state level here uh, and the governor's race. And oh, yeah, that's a, that's a real close <laughs> race, that governor's race. I mean, is it bronze to lose at this point? It's I bronze mean? to lose, but the dark horse is Curtis Hill. I mean, he really is coming out of nowhere, and, and he's winning polls across the state at this point. The more people that get in, does that favor Curtis Hill? No, actually. Really? Uh, so, no. So, Braun is going to be carrying at least 35% of the primary vote because of name recognition. Uh, Suzanne Crouch is probably going to get one vote, and that's probably Suzanne Crouch. Uh, <laughs> that Chambers guy I've heard about, I still have no idea what he looks like or what his full name is. No one knows who he is uh, outside of uh, the corporate tax office. 
And uh, then Eric Doden has so much potential, but he just won't act on it. Like, literally, he, he believes a lot of the right things. He is, is less focused on Indianapolis. He's focused on the there, you know there's a lot of Indiana outside of Indianapolis. Crazy. I, I know. It's crazy. He's the draft pick that doesn't work out. But he doesn't he doesn't post. He doesn't get in there. All you have to do is punch Braun, and Curtis Hill's the only guy willing to throw a right hook. But, see, that's the thing. For me, Curtis Hill is the anti-establishment guy. The establishment hates Curtis Hill. Oh, yeah, Go back do. to when he actually ran back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Curtis Hill got the most votes of any Republican yeah. in Indiana, more so than Donald Trump uh, in Indianapolis. So, so I'm telling you, if there's enough people who are tired of the establishment, there's a place for Curtis Hill to be a, a come-from-behind candidate here. I got to say, I just like a candidate who is willing to say, I will hire a young, bearded man with really great taste to be the secretary of education or the state superintendent for Indiana. <laughs> and then on my first day, I'll fire 90% of the DOE. There he is. What are you working on at the Daily Signal, my friend? Oh, I uh, really enjoyed raking NPR over the coals this afternoon. So you guys know the movie Sound of Freedom, yeah? Really great movie. Human trafficking film. Yeah. So NPR released a big article saying it's this right-wing conspiracy. Child trafficking is not that serious. NPR reported more on child trafficking busts over the last 10 years than any other outlet. They also just happened to forget reporting that the FBI made their largest child trafficking bust a few days ago, and 125 suspects were arrested and, like, over 50 children rescued. In two weeks. Doesn't sound like a conspiracy theory to me. In two weeks. What, what in your opinion, why don't liberal... uh, Why don't they like this movie? The movie made... Uh, tens of millions of dollars with a $14 million budget. It was beating uh, Indiana Jones the second weekend it opened. Now, ticket for ticket, Indiana Jones, of course, has sold more tickets. Right. But what uh, people obviously are flocking to see this movie. They're, they're, they're talking about this movie, but, um, you know, the Rolling Stone, NPR, keep on writing these, like, QAnon conspiracy theories about child trafficking. What is it that people don't like about this movie? So, my dude Hatcher and I talked about this a little bit, and I think that it really fits here. Have you ever, did you date before you were married back in 1923, Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Dave, yeah, date, sure. A little bit. That's yeah, a yeah, good, yeah. Back. That's a so, good description. So when you broke up with Noah's daughter and uh, <laughs> she started doing other things and was happy, did it kind of make you aggravated that she had the right to be happy? Any of your exes like that? Probably. The liberals often are like that. This movie really impassioned conservatives. They were like, wow, a mo- and just Americans in general. And it was from a conservative Progressives cannot stand to see Christians happy. It upsets them. Have you ever, like, posted, like, a, a picture of a straight couple on, like, Facebook? <laughs> they come out there, this looks like cis straight white energy. <laughs> it's like you've never smoked a day in your life, and it sounds like you've got emphysema. <laughs> so, again, Daily Signals, oh, where wow. we can find your work, right? And on Twitter, at The Tonus. The Tonus. Tony Kennett, thank you. Thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for having me. Hammer and Nigel show. We are live at the Tap Room at the Indiana State Fair. If you're coming by, we got some swag here for you. We got these WIBC tote bags. We've got pens. And yes, the tap room is open. The beer is flowing like wine. We are here till 7. It's the Hammer and Nigel show, 93 WIBC.